0: Welcome to Nats Weekly, where we're talking Washington Nationals baseball all the time. I'm your host, Dennis McDermott. On today's show, we're going to be giving a short preview of what we expect from the 60-game season. You're going to hear who my breakout hitters are, my breakout pitchers, who our best pitcher and who our best hitter is going to be, and I'm going to give you a prediction on what I think is going to happen in those 60 games. Come on and enjoy the ride. And short season, we're going short preview. So hang in there as we go on rapid fire here with our 2020 Nats preview. All right, we're going to start off talking newcomers and who we had to say goodbye to. Uh, First of all, on the pitching side, you know, losing out on Joe Ross, I think is a big deal. I think he was going to be a solid number five back to what he was when we first got him from San Diego. Where you know a guy who could go possibly 500, maybe even like a five and three record in 12 starts, something like that would be would be pretty good. Maybe go between five and six innings each game, which is really what you're asking from number five. But I really thought Joe Ross is going to step up and make make the change this year to be able to go a little further, go a little deeper, uh, make the make the outings count. But you, you can't fault him for opting out. You can't fault any of these players for opting out because there's so many question marks around what's happening this year. Newcomers on the pitching side, uh, obviously Will Harris. I think that's a great sign by by Mike Rizzo. Obviously, we need another another back end bullpen guy. It'll help solidify Daniel Hudson and and Sean Doolittle. And then also uh, we went out and got Ryan Harper. Sorry, he's not wearing number thirty four. We've already been told that, um, so you can't really bring back your Harper jerseys. You know, I don't know what he's going to do. And you know, a nine year journeyman. Had a great year, a solid last year with Minnesota. If he can even replicate, you know, 90% of what he did there, I think it'll be a great great trade for us. We didn't really give up much to get him. All right, now on the offensive side. Obviously, uh, Zimmerman opting out is more of a, it hurts us in our heart more than it does actually on the field. Great player. Obviously, he's a little bit past his prime, but he could have definitely helped us. He could have given us another bat. Another right-handed bat, and he's shown us when he's healthy, he's one of the better, still, even at this age, you know, above average baseball players. Losing Anthony Rendon, you know, we, we can't replace that. He's, what he did for us last year is beyond what we would have wanted from any superstar we've had as a team. The way he handled himself, his entire tenure with the Nationals from the beginning, he's been the quiet, unassuming, I get my my job done with the bat type of thing. We're not gonna be able to replace him, so if you're looking at Carter Keyboom to replace him, it's not gonna happen. Okay, the the offensive of numbers, the clutch factor that he had, that's something that you just you just can't replace. And I wouldn't I wouldn't expect and, and Rizzo knows that. That that's the great thing. Rizzo knows that Keyboom's not gonna be able to be asked to replace him and neither quite frankly is, is Eric Thames, which is another newcomer. You know, on the side we're gonna have Eric Thames, we're gonna have Carter Keyboom. That's pretty much it. Those are our new guys. Keyboom Thames, Ryan Harper, and Will Harris. All right, predictions. Like I said, it's a short show, so don't expect much. We're going um, best pitcher, uh, without a doubt, in my mind. I shouldn't say without a doubt, because obviously we got three guys who are more than capable of winning the Cy Young this year, but I think Strasburg's going to have that breakout. He's just going to continue what he did in the postseason last year, and even throughout the year last year. He's going to continue that, keep getting better, keep being stronger, and get that hardware he deserves. I also want to mention in the bullpen, I think our our best bullpen guy this year, our surprise guy, is going to be Tanner Rainey. He's not going to be our best bullpen guy, but he's going to be kind of step up above what our expectations are. He's got the stuff. He's got that nasty slider. Uh, He can definitely get righties out. He can get lefties out with it. Hopefully, he's taken this offseason and found a way to kind of harness it and learn how to throw it and where to throw it and when to throw it. and, And to go with that electric fastball, I think he can have a big, big year for us. Also wouldn't want to leave out Hannibal Sanchez what he did the second half last year and also in the postseason it, it is definitely worth stating you know he started the year 0-6 horrible start ERA over five over his last 21 starts he went 11-2 though with a three four two ERA same as Strasburg that, that's right on the Strasburg level so even though he's our number four guy he's more like a two guy maybe three uh in, in reality and and you know, I expect him to continue that in, in his 12 or 13 starts he gets this year. All right, expectations on the offensive side. I'm I'm going to throw you for a loop here, okay? Uh, who's our best hitter going to be? 99.9% of you guys are going to say Juan Soto. I'm that 0.1% that's not. I think at the end of the 60 games, our best hitter this year is going to be Trey Turner. What he did when he came back last year, not only to, to show the importance, but now he's actually going to have all five of his fingers Oh, I can't even imagine what he can do. I mean, not only was he hurt last year, but his recovery, even though he came back, he was still recovering all year. He swung a bat with a finger not on the bat. He learned how to swing without that finger. And hopefully this offseason, he kind of regained it. I'm not saying that finger is going to, you know, all of a sudden make him some, you know, 350 hitter. But I'll tell you right now, in 60 games, he can have an awesome, awesome year. Hopefully Soto, not that not that I think he will, but hopefully Soto doesn't put that pressure on himself. You know, there's a possibility that he could put that pressure on himself to replace Rendon and Rendon's numbers and kind of press too much, which you don't want to see. Um, but losing Rendon, I think, is going to really hurt Soto, hurt his numbers, hurt hurt the way pitchers pitch to him. Not that uh, Rendon hit behind him, but because Rendon hit in front of him, he was on base a lot. And I don't think you're going to see that same on-base percentage from the three-hitter this year. So my best hitter on this squad this year, I'm going to go with Trey Turner. Now breakout hitter, that's a whole different story. Breakout hitter, I expect him to have a big year, is Victor Robles. He's still he's still just barely older than Soto. Robles just turned twenty-three this year, and he showed us what he could do defensively. Uh, you know, probably should have won a gold glove last year. I don't think he did just because he doesn't have that uh that legacy factor. But obviously, you know, what he did defensively was beyond amazing. I think his bat's gonna kinda catch up this year. He wasn't bad with his bat last year, but he's going to be even better this year. So expect big things from Victor Robles. All right, to finish the show off, we're going to do predictions. We'll start with with the record. Um, I say we're going to go thirty four and twenty six, which is good. Eight games above five hundred. Is it going to be good enough to to win the NL East? I'm going to say yes. I think I think the NL East is going to beat up on each other a lot. I think you're going to have three teams, maybe even all four, that are within two games at the end of the sixty games. I say thirty-four is enough. You'll probably have a team at thirty three and another team at thirty-two. Thirty-four and twenty-six, NL East champs. Once you make it to the playoffs, who knows what's gonna happen? Who knows? And I, and just recently they're talking about possibly expanding the playoffs to sixteen teams. If that happens this year, then without a doubt I see the Nats making the playoffs. Otherwise, if they don't find a way to win the NL East, even if they you know win 33 games they lose I don't see them making it I think the the wild cards there's not going to be a wild card come out from the east I think the the schedule is going to be tough having to play the Yankees and Tampa but you know hopefully we can beat up on Baltimore Toronto and maybe even Boston a little bit I'm not real sure what, what we're going to see from Boston this year so with the NL East being so tough I think it's either win a division or bust win the division get in the tournament and then like you saw last year who knows what can happen that's our show for this week. Make sure you tune in. we got new shows coming out every Sunday. Make sure you download the podcast and support any way you can. Go Nats. Let's go 1-0 and 0 today, baby.